It's the Greek Soccer Show, and I'm well aware. All right, I'm well aware that I don't need to do this. My friends keep telling me what's the point. Uh, it's got nothing to do with comedy. I'll tell you that. But I do love my soccer, and I got no one to talk to about it because my friends don't like soccer, uh, especially not the Greek League. So I get to talk about this stuff uh, every weekend to you guys now if I decide to keep doing this long term. But here's a test episode. We'll see what's happening. I mean, while I watch Manchester United completely decimate Chelsea right now live, they're up 3 nothing. And uh, what a way to start the season for Man United, but definitely a terrible way to start the season for Chelsea. That's got to suck. Uh, but on to the Greek teams. It's been an important week. It was the third qualifying round of the UEFA Champions League, the most important tournament in club sports. And we got two teams that are trying to make it to the playoffs. Um, and it kind of, I think it was a mixed bag this week of the way the Champions League teams uh, worked out for us. So I guess we'll start with Olympiaco first. Uh, they won in Turkey against Istanbul, Basak Shekshir, uh, 1-0. Away goal, away win, uh, rival team, very important. And while I'm saying this, well, we've had a turn of events. It's 4-0 Man United right now. This is this is a very, very bad day for Chelsea. Uh, so yeah, so Olibeko won away in Turkey. And it was, it was only 1-0, but it really wasn't indicative of uh, the style of play. Uh, I kind of feel like Olbeko could have won by more. And even though it's their first competitive game so far, they're actually looking pretty good, which is um, not the same that I could say for Pauk. So Pauk played Ajax. Okay, Ajax, great fucking team. Uh, great young players. This team is going to be one of the teams of the future. I think the next uh, four, maybe five years, we're going to be seeing a lot of Ajax late, late in the Champions League. Uh, year after year. They've got a lot of young guys. Their academies have always been top-notch, uh, and it's showing off right now. So they normally sell players. They develop a lot of young players. They keep them for a couple of years and then sell them off. Right now, I know they signed Zayak for, I think, a couple more years. They just re-signed him to a new contract. So they're looking to build for the future, and they're trying their best to make it back to uh, where they belong. You know, Ajax used to be at the top of Europe, so they're trying to get back there. Um, anyway, so they got to play Pauk. And uh, Pauk was playing at home, uh, the Tuba, which is a, a good stadium to have, and it's a difficult place to play. Now, it ended 2-2, and again, I'm going to say, not indicative of what really went down. Because here's the thing, I kind of feel like, uh, it's crazy to say, but I feel like Pauk should have won that. The problem with them, both goals were, I mean... Well, Pascal wasn't that good on both of them. It's early in the season. Defensive mistakes. Um, the defenders were kind of sloppy. And it was two moments of error that normally wouldn't happen late in the season when you're prepared. They would, But it, this was their first uh, competitive, real competitive uh, match this year so far. It was against one of the big teams of Europe. Now, the fact that it ended 2-2 is still good, even though you know the away goal rule is favoring Ajax right now. Um, Ajax doesn't need to do anything at home. Essentially, if they win, if they tie zero zero, if they tie one one, they go through automatically. So Pauk is going to need at least to, to either win it or get two goals and push that shit into uh, extra time on a two two tie. We'll see how that goes. Hard to score away, especially at Johan Cruyff Arena. Point is, uh, I think they look good though. I think Pauk looked strong. Uh, if you consider the the scoreline, and I again, I honestly believe that the only reason those two sloppy goals went in is because it's early in the season and the guys aren't as ready yet. Uh, I think they're gonna have another good season, probably Pauk, uh, this year. If they if they continue like this, I feel like morale's up in that team. 
Um, and we'll see now what happens with, with Europe. They're going to get eliminated. If they're going to pull the upset, make it to the playoffs, which I believe they still can. It's not likely uh, to win, to get that win away from home, but uh, you never know. I think, uh, I think it's definitely possible. Now, moving on to the second most important, most prestigious tournament that there is out there, the Europa League. So we got a couple of teams in the Europa League this year. Three, to be exact. I'm not counting Cypriot teams, just Greek teams right now. Um, so look, we're going to start with Adi. Uh, happy to see them back in Europe. But goddamn, here's the thing about the, the, the league starting at different times, and yet you play in the same continental tournaments together that I have an issue with. So uh, they were facing a, uh, a Norwegian team, Molde. Away from home, they had to go to Norway, they traveled, and they ended up getting smacked around 3-0. Again, it was kind of a five-minute lapse in uh, concentration that led to the score really getting out of hand. It wasn't so much um, uh, indicative of the quality between two teams. Plus, they got a red card, uh, Velez, which doesn't help. He's not going to be able to play next game. Anyways, the point that I want to make is that the Norwegian team is midway through their season. Midway. They're in fucking form. That team is ready to go. Aris, this was their first real competitive game again. Third round qualifying um, for the Europa League. So they're not going to be... It doesn't matter how good your players are. You're not going to be the same uh, fitness level, right? A mid-season team. These guys were ready. So this always happens to teams. Every, and that's how there's upsets too. The big teams sometimes get knocked out early in the tournaments if they didn't qualify for a later round. Because they'll face a smaller team that has a decent, decent squad. And they're midway or late through the season. And then this kind of stuff happens. So even though they're going back home to play, I'd love to see it, but I cannot see them turning this one around. Um, all Molde has to do really in Thessaloniki is just park the bus and they could get away with it. And I feel really bad because I like seeing, uh, now that Addy's back, uh, I like seeing them in the you know in the Super League and I like seeing them in Europe. And uh, we definitely know that Greece needs the points right now. Uh, the league needs to go higher. We need more teams to be able to qualify. So it would have been it would have been better if the scoreline was closer. Um, you know, we could say they screwed it up or whatnot, but definitely doesn't help when you're you haven't started your league officially and the other team is midway through their fucking season. That doesn't help. Anyways, moving on. Since we're sticking with Europa League, uh, my boys, Ike Athens, they played as well, and they actually made us proud. They did well. They won away. Two, nothing, which is the kind of scoreline you you look for when you're playing your first game away. Give yourself a little bit of that cushion, so when you go home, um, you have the ability to maybe you know get scored on early and still survive. Because you know teams come out there and they try everything. They're facing a Cryova, and uh, they got nothing to lose. This team, they got nothing to lose. They're looking to make it um, deeper into uh, the European tournaments. So they're gonna come to Athens this week. Uh, you know. Fucking firing on all cylinders. Now, I think Ike is a team that outclasses them. It kind of showed with uh, the goals that were scored. But Ike's not ready either. You could tell. They're from the big three that's been playing in Europe right now out of Greece. Even though they're the ones that won by the biggest margin, uh, they also look the weakest out of the biggest three. Uh, It's just a matter of gelling. Just a team to get, you know, it's a new coach. uh, A couple of new players join the squad. Good players. But it just takes a while for everyone to gel. And again, the season hasn't officially started for them. So the league hasn't started. They haven't had time to um, really get it together. Now, they have teams ahead of them that can permit them to make it to um, the actual group stage of the Europa League. I think they could win. They're going to win this one, this round, I believe. Uh, in the playoffs, they should be fine as well. 
So we should see them in the group stage. And it's important to mention that in the Europa League, Ajax has been undefeated for years now. Uh, ever since they came back to the Europa League, they haven't actually been defeated. They got eliminated uh, two years ago, the year before they made it back to the Champions League, just on draws. Again, uh, it was away goals that did it to them. So they haven't been beaten in this tournament in a couple of years. So morale is high. Uh, just that they still need uh, that time of play to get back into it. Which, at the same time, is something that I could say for Atromitos. Atromitos is, is in Europe. They're trying their best to make it um, to their Europa League group stage. It's definitely not, not going to be easy, I'll tell you that much, because uh, every team looks for the money. They're facing Warsaw, so they had to go away. And it was 0-0. They actually ended up getting a um, you know a nil-nil draw away from home which doesn't sound like much, I know, because they could just lose one nothing at home and get eliminated or even tie with any goals and get eliminated. However, here, here's what you have to look at the bright side. Um, it's a team that doesn't have as much European experience. It's their first ever uh, away tie in European competition. Uh, so there's something to take from that. And they're also a team that had a good season last year. They played well in the league. They, they had upsets. They were always, you know, at the top of the table. They were always competing. Um... They're a team that could win, I believe, against Warsaw 1-0 at home and move on to the playoffs. Um, I would not be surprised if that happens. The only surprise that would really shock me uh, would be if Aris comes back and wins that tie. It's the only team that I think shocks me. I honestly believe that Pauk could even steal a victory um, or even 2-2 again and head into extra time and you never know what could happen uh, against Ajax. Even that won't surprise me as much as Aris turning the, the tables. You know, Rebeko should be good. They got the away goal. They're going home. They're very strong at home. Uh, and that team is looking good too, by the way. I didn't mention. But uh, I think Pauk's going to have a good season. Once they all gel, they're going to be good. Uh, Olbeko too. I think they're going to they're gonna be strong this year. A lot is riding on this, uh, you know, their hopes of a European campaign. Um, the the deeper they make it into Europe, the better it is for them, uh, obviously. Uh, Ike has other focuses. Ike, this season, from the big teams, they, they want the league. They want to go far in Europa. But also, we're in anticipation mode. We're waiting for that new stadium to be built. Uh, that stadium that's going to be so important for the entire neighborhood. Now Philadelphia, it, it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to you know, reinvent and cause a resurgence in the area. Um, a lot more money for the people that are there. The local businesses are going to thrive because of it. It's going to look good for Greece. We're going to have one of the, um, the new uh, five-star stadiums in Europe. Uh, it's perfect size, you know, in 30,000, I believe it's 32,000. So you could pack it and really make the opposing teams that come there feel the noise. It's state-of-the-art, so that's going to be good. So we got about a year left. Uh, I believe we're going to be there in next season. While we talk about it, so Olbiaco has a, it's a good stadium. It's, they don't own it, but the Karaiskaki is a, is a great stadium to play in. You know, it's got atmosphere. Uh, Panthanko, what's sad about them is that uh, they're coming back now, but they don't have a stadium, they don't have a home. Uh, they owe too much money. It's kind of a clusterfuck. And you need these teams. They're historic teams. You need these teams to do well so that Greek soccer can do well. Um, Pauk at least has money. And even though they love the tuba, they're building a new stadium. And uh, I think it's going to be top-notch. I mean, they have the cash. Uh, the team is doing well. Mm, I believe that uh, as far as the north goes, they're going to have a couple more successful seasons uh, in the coming years with uh, the current ownership of the gunslinger. Safidis. <laughs> The Russian gunslinger. So that, that, those are my thoughts about what's going on there. And for their teams that are coming up, like Atromitos, Aris, uh, it's not really stadium talks right now. They just need to build teams and uh, try to keep competing every year to make the league you know, more competitive. Even now we dropped it. I believe it's 14 teams this year. Um, th they're trying to keep 
the league with less teams and you know they could be closer in terms of quality but it's very hard to compete with the the big four teams right now uh, and especially now it would be if you think about it really three like honestly with the budgets that we're talking about Beko, Aik and uh, Pauk their budgets trump everyone else's you know so you can't really hope to compete on that level you got to you got to look young you got to do what Aik did when they made their comeback you got to look at the academies. You got to get some young players in, save some money. Even now, Ike's not spending. The reason why uh, the owner doesn't want to spend, it's obvious uh, to everyone, even though he doesn't say it. He's waiting for the new stadium. He wants the stadium to be there, then put money to bring big, uh, to bring big players in, so they can compete in Europe. So it sucks to have seasons that you feel are kind of throwaways. They're looking most at the league, but as I say that, Manchester United just ended uh, the game, and yeah, just smacking Chelsea around first game of the season. Uh, okay, well, that's a good way to start for the Reds. Yeah, speaking of soccer, th- there's some rumors that I want to talk about I think are interesting. Like, Gareth Bale was supposed to go to China, and then I found out that uh, the Chinese media actually had congratulated the team that had bought him. They paid for him, and then it was canceled at the last minute. Real Madrid canceled that at the last minute. They felt like it wasn't enough money, even though now it's awkward for the player because Zidane, right before the season had officially started, in a press conference, talked about how it's better if he goes. You can't, you know, if we could sell him right now, it would be best for him. You can't say that about a player. I mean, he's very injury prone and he, he you know, people are talking shit about him because he likes golf a lot and they feel like he's spending more time focusing on golf. But fuck, man, he's one of your star players. You can't, I don't know. I, I feel like you just made that locker room toxic for no reason with this guy. Um, you shouldn't have said that. Sell him and then, you know, talk some shit. But don't talk shit before you sold him. What if this guy stays the whole season because you're not happy with any of the offers? What's going to happen there? Uh, I don't know. I think it's fucking stupid. Anyway, standout um, stuff that I can talk about from this week that I saw from all the Greek teams is uh, Olbiaco's speed. Olbiaco has a good speed this season. Um, Pauk, fuck man, Pauk has a good good forwards, and they're. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, honestly, both goals, I feel bad for them. They were both uh, just errors in judgment, um, goalkeeping and defending. Uh, one for one, really. If you think about it, one was the goalkeeper's error. And the other one was a defending error. But I think they're going to be okay. as long If they can manage to get past this hurdle, they're going to be good. I can need some more time to gel. Uh, and a bit more money. It would be good if they could bring in one or two big players. I still feel like uh, in the, I don't know, in, offensively in the midfield, Ayak is having problems. They have good wingers. Um, they have good fucking fullbacks. They're very, very weak. Not the defensive middle, but just attacking midfield. Someone to grab the ball and bring it up. So Livaya always has to come back and try to make stuff happen. It's you, you need an actual natural attacking midfielder that's able to control the ball, maybe pull a couple of dicks, you know? You need those kind of people that can control the play. Um, and that's what they're missing. Uh, and in terms of the other teams, I mean, uh, Aris is still young. Pathanko is young again. Uh, Pathanko, by the way, we should mention that even though they're not playing in European competition, their friendlies against a lot of Turkish teams are actually going well. I mean, they lost to Galatasaray a couple of weeks ago. In Turkey, they lost 2-1 in a friendly, but they stared him right in the eye. I mean, and Galatasaray is not a pushover team. Um, and this Panthenko team is not the same team it used to be, right? So considering the players they have, how young they are, I mean, it's looking promising. Now, it would be better if they could get some cash, uh, you know, stable ownership, and uh, a goddamn stadium. That would help all of uh, Greek soccer. We need these teams. We need, it doesn't matter what team you support. You know, everybody knows I support Ike, love Ike. But in order for Ajax to do well and in order for the league to be healthy, we see some good players in there, you need 
the other teams to be um, healthy. You don't need them to win all the time, but you do need them to have quality players, quality personnel. Uh, that's what helps. You need them to do well in Europe, or else people won't take us seriously anymore. Uh, so, yeah. And that's it. That's it. We're going to go short this week. It's, uh, it's a test episode to see if anybody gives a shit if it's just me. And I would normally, the only reason, again, people are asking me, because I do pay attention to everything. English soccer, Italian soccer, Portuguese soccer. I was watching the uh, Benfica game as well. Um, I'm big on soccer. Not so much on the MLS. I know what's going on, but uh, I'm not as as interested. European soccer, international soccer, love that shit. The only reason why I'm not talking about other leagues so much is just because there's already podcasts out there talking about it. So I figured, why go to me? I've never done this before. right? I'm a goddamn comedian. Um, but for the Greek league, I couldn't find any English podcasts that really talk about the Greek league. And a lot of times when they're doing European highlights, they skim over a lot of the smaller countries, including Greece. I mean, fuck, they even skim over Portugal if it's not Benfica. So, uh, I decided, let me do this. Let me see if anybody gives a shit. And if they do, you know, I could bring on guests. I could, um, make the episodes longer. So we'll see. It's a little test episode. So if you listen to this, thank you for fucking listening. And if you didn't listen to this, you're never going to know it existed. That's it.